Welcome to Veg Out, Toronto's vegetarian podcast, where we talk about all things veg in the GTA. We come to you virtually from our homes and we are heard on CJRU 1280 AM campus community radio. We are a part of VegTO, a nonprofit that inspires people to choose a healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based eating. My name is Sweta and I am joined today by my co-host Steve. Hi. Hey Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. We're going to be uh, talking to our guest later on, but first let's cover just a little bit of news. This is not really new news, this is old news, but maybe you're not familiar with it. Steve, uh, do you know the, there's a Korean hot dog place that's at Lure and Christie? It's called Kaesol Hot Dog. Uh, do you know of that place? No, I don't. Go ahead. It's right above the pet store that uh, sells a lot of vegan products. And we're actually going to be talking to the owner today. So it's a little bit of a coincidence. So that place, um, that Kaesol hot dog place, they used to have vegan Korean corn dogs, but they don't anymore. I don't know when that changed, but I went in a couple of weeks ago and I asked for one and they're like, we don't, we don't have them anymore. They only have vegetarian ones now, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah. So uh, we asked, you know, so why don't you have it? And they said that it was a demand thing. So before they had a separate fryer and they would make a special batter that was vegan. So I guess it wasn't worth it for them to have that separate fryer uh, or maybe they still do for the vegetarian ones. I don't know, but it definitely wasn't worth it for them to make that batter because um, that the batter is the thing that makes it vegan. Um, Now they still have vegetarian ones, so you can still get it. But I guess the batter is is vegetarian rather than vegan my question is like why don't they just make the batter vegan and everyone can have the vegan batter whether they're eating the meat or the non-meat but i guess that's not how most people think or maybe they think the vegan one's inferior i don't know yeah yeah i wouldn't wouldn't want to speculate on that one but i mean it was good while it lasted but it's sad that because the demand it um it didn't make it so that's our little news recap for this week Our guest today is Charles Ng. Charles has been vegan for nearly seven years, and he became the owner of Bark and Meow Pet Supplies at 712 Bloor Street West just over four years ago. Bark and Meow is the only retail pet store in Toronto with a huge variety of vegan and plant-based foods and treats as well as cruelty-free, chemical-free, sustainable, earth-friendly, vegan alternative pet supplies and supplements. They are also a monthly donor to SickKids and an annual donor to Free Korean Dogs. Welcome again, Charles. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. And you've been here before, right? You did another episode before my time. Yeah, I uh, when I first opened the store four years ago, they invited me for a show. Perfect. And so we've, you know, the longtime listeners have heard your your vegan story. But uh, why don't you tell us again, anyways, how you became vegan? What what brought you here? I had turned vegan, or I decided to go vegan when I turned fifty. Shortly after I had turned fifty, and right then it was for me about you know looking at my health and turning fifty, and you know being concerned about my changing health. 
Um, and it wasn't very difficult to go vegan. I didn't have a vegetarian stage. I was a meat eater. Mm. Um, but I have quit meat before. I never was into dairy much and nor eggs. So the decision to go vegan wasn't too difficult. And I wanted to do it because I had friends who were posting, you know, the videos that a lot of uh, still do on Facebook. Um, that really got me thinking about, you know, why I might want to do it at that time. Not long after I went vegan, um, I, I would say about six months after, I started getting involved with the animal rights community and understanding more uh, why people would go vegan. And it didn't take long for me to really understand and become the same way of thinking that it's more than just about my health and that it's about, you know, world. And yeah. so, yeah, that's how my story is, is, if I had to, uh, you know, craft your story, if I didn't know you and I just said, hey, there's a guy that has a, a pet store that carries vegan products and then he's vegan, I would say, well, obviously he has animals and he looked at those animals and he's like, well, if I don't eat them, why do I eat the other ones? But it doesn't sound like that's that's what happened. You didn't uh, look at your dog and be like, oh, I should go vegan now. No, that did not happen. No, um, <laughs> that didn't happen until after I went vegan that I started looking at animals that way. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting so did you did you have uh animals in your life like growing up did you have cats and dogs around or cats dogs rabbits any of the animals yeah I did I had pets when I was young but like I'm talking like as a young teenager I had like fish I had birds but none of them like I think I had like I forgot mice I think Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know how to look after them. My mom didn't help me look after them. So they were not around long, sadly. But, you know, as an adult, I've been a pet parent for over 30 years easily. I've had four cats and two dogs. Right now, I just have my dog. His name is Otis, and he's a rescue from Turkey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, so opening up a business is quite challenging I would imagine any kind of business and you um, so you didn't open Barking Meow you took over from a previous owner and I must say because I used to drop in there I, I actually only did a couple times before you uh, bought the store and um, I don't know it just looked kind of um, it looked kind of sad and you kind of brightened the place up a little bit and it feels like you actually have more inventory and variety and things like that so how did that how did that come about how did you decide hey I'm going to open up a business and hey it's going to be a um uh, one that deals with pet food <laughs> yeah well i've never worked uh, uh in retail nor have i been a business owner in the past um i was a corporate administrator in the public private and nonprofit sector for over 30 years mm. and in my last job which i was in for 11 years uh, I was working in association management, and I really loved doing what I did. But I just got really uh, concerned about my future as I was turning 50, and I felt I wasn't making enough money, and I was already vegan for a few years. Uh, and then I decided that, you know, I need to make a change in my life. And 
at first I wanted to open up a vegan cafe in the east end of the city because everything vegan back then was in the west. But when I did research about doing a, a cafe, I quickly realized it wasn't for me because it was very challenging and risky. So I started looking for existing businesses and when I found Bark and Meow Pet Supplies and I walked in to look the first time, like you said, um, it was kind of sad. And I quickly and immediately saw the potential. And I was an animal lover already at that time. And so I decided to go for it. I quit my full-time job that I was in for 11 years. I sold my home so I can acquire the business and have uh, you know, cash flow and just went for it. So that's how it kind of happened. That's uh, very adventurous of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just looking at Charles, you know, if you if you drop by the store, I cannot tell. So you're you're 57 now? Because you said you turned fi- vegan when you were 50? Yeah? Yeah, I'm turning 57 in fe- February. Yeah, <laughs> I, I cannot tell. So uh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So how are you finding, you know, as things have been, like, what's the reception been like um, after you opened up the store? And has it changed, you know, since we we spoke to you so many years ago? Um, It has changed quite a bit. Um, When I first opened, I was only able to bring into my store um, three brands of vegan pet food that a lot of people in the city were already getting through online and at home delivery. Um, Those three brands are Evolution Diet, Ami Pet, and Benevo. And they are from the United States, from Italy, and from the UK. Also, at that time, I was already being uh, able to bring in vegan dog treats because while a lot of it didn't say that they were vegan, like a lot of vegans do, I read ingredients like the full lips on (laughs) everything. Mm -hmm. So I was able to find out that there was a lot of dog treats that are vegan. So that wasn't too difficult. Now, over the last four years, I went from three brands to today, I am carrying 10 brands of vegan dog foods. And over the past couple of years, uh, through the pandemic, there were three brands of pet food, uh, vegan pet food that I had, but they disappeared, sadly. So it has changed. It has grown. And some of the new brands that has come in are Canadian brands and big pet food makers that's been around a long time. So that's very encouraging. Yeah, for sure. So Charles carries um, vegan uh, dog and cat food, but we're going to focus on dog food today because we're going to be talking about an event that he has for dogs in a little bit. I'm curious, are people coming in because they know that they want their dogs to be vegan and they're coming in because they know you you have the goods or are they coming in and then they see the vegan dog food and they're like, hey, what's all this about? Hey, maybe I'll try it. Is it, is it like a combination of things? Yeah, well, you know, over the four years that I've been doing this, I see a lot of different cuts or people come through considering or wanting to buy vegan pet food. And for sure, people who were already buying or feeding their dogs uh, plant-based food 
found out about me. And so they started coming to me because it's very different than shopping online in that in my store, when you come and buy food, you can get everything else that a dog parent might want, like poop bags and toys and grooming things and shampoo supplements and so on. So there's people like that. There are people who have no idea and they come in to my store looking for something because they have a dog who is allergic um, to the food that they're eating. And so they ask or they tell me that this is what's going on and that they are there to look for new foods. And then I introduce to it uh, and give them samples and they come back and they convert um, to a vegan diet because they find that their dogs like it and that, in fact, it helps with their allergies. Mm -hmm. And then there are people who are switching from one kind of diet to another. And this is a little surprise to me because I do have people who have their dogs on raw diets who found out I sold vegan and wanted to go from raw to vegan. And they're doing that is why, uh, because while their younger dog on raw food was uh, beneficial to their growth and health, over time, they became allergic to it um, and they needed to find another alternative um, as older dogs, so older adult dogs. So yeah, no, all kinds of people come in looking for vegan diets and it's for all the reasons you can imagine. Mm -hmm. See, I, I'd always think that like the raw food and the vegan are like on the opposite ends of the spectrum and someone that would want to do raw would never want to have vegan no. food for their, their dogs. So that's so interesting that that's, um, that's a shift there. I remember hearing a, a rumor, I have no idea if this is true, that the Humane Society feeds the Dalmatians that they get uh, vegan or at least vegetarian uh, dog food because Dalmatians have a lot of allergies and the and like kind of like what you're saying that the vegan dog food is, is good for that kind of thing. Um, you know, I haven't heard that. I, I, I really don't know. Um, but yes, there are certainly breeds that are very prone to allergies. And I, I would not be surprised to hear that. Yeah, for sure. So if I was to come in to your store and say, hey, and actually this is, you know, you're talking about online versus in-store. I've always found that when I do come into your store, uh, that I always have a conversation with you or with the, uh, the other woman that works there. And you're always very informative uh, and um, very friendly. So if I was to come into your store and say, hey, I have a dog and I, I'd like to make him vegan. Um, what kind of what kind of advice would you be able to offer, you know, and how to transition? Well, how to transition from one food to another is a, a slow process. And in a lot of cases, that transition uh, process is described in writing right on the package mm -hmm. uh, of food. But long story short is you don't go from one food to another immediately. You slowly introduce. So, for example, if your normal feed is one cup, you would introduce the new vegan diet, one quarter of it, until you see it eaten. And then you would then make it half a cup and three quarters of a cup. So you slowly transition to a full vegan diet like that. And that usually takes between two to three weeks, mm -hmm. depending on how picky eater the dog is. Yeah. 
But, you know, when people come with concerns that makes them want to change their dog's diet, often they think about food. But when they come to my store, like you said, we have conversations. I often want to find out, oh, what's going on with your dog? And then my advice is often beyond just the food because there are supplements and that really goes a long way in helping deal with the issues that people have with their dogs um, be it an allergy or digestion issues so it's often goes beyond just talking about food because I sell a whole lot more than just food Mm-hmm. And do you, yeah. do you find, I mean, I guess people don't go around announcing I'm vegan, but do you find that the people that are uh, shopping for veg food for their dog that they themselves are, or is it, is it kind of a combination? I, I, I almost never ask people who are in their shopping if they are vegan themselves. Uh, sometimes that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, often I already know they are because I am kind of involved in animal rights activism in Toronto over the years, I've met a lot of people and in conversations, sometimes that comes up, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But for sure, I can say that not all people feeding their pets a vegan diet are vegan themselves. Yeah, It's so good to hear because I, I've been reading articles. Um, I know Vox, that's Vox, V-O-X, not the, the one that starts with an F. Vox had an article, I think a couple of years ago, talking about the impact of cat and dog food on the environment. And especially with dogs, it's uh, it's easy for most of them to make that transition. So we should be making them that, making them have that, that transition. So it's so cool that there are people out there whose diets are not necessarily veg, but their dogs are. Yeah. So I have a question for you about the the kinds of things that you sell. So being a a store that sells pet food and supplements and, uh, you know, supplies for pets, it's kind of hard to make everything uh, vegan and uh, your store is not. And do you ever feel a little bit conflicted about that? You know, being vegan yourself, having to live in this world where to make your business run, you have to sell meat and like advertised meat. Does that ever conflict with, with you? Um, yeah, it does. It's it's not easy. I mean, after four years of doing what I do, I kind of have to get used to the idea that I'm actually selling animal products and having to touch it and having to talk about it and having to sell it like it's a good thing. So in some ways, personally, I feel like I am lying, but I'm not lying because I only tell the truth of what the product say it is. I don't go on to talk about things that the product doesn't talk about, like, you know, the how animals have to be slaughtered, for example, in order for it to become food that never comes up. And, you know, I don't stock things that aren't wrapped in something. So I don't have to touch bones and stuff that are often mm-hmm. not wrapped, like bully yeah. sticks. <laughs> so it's it's tricky. But also at the same time, I am not of the opinion that 100% of dogs and cats should be vegan because you know, they are picky eaters. 
they do have digestion issues and they do have different nutritional needs throughout their lifetime as young adults and senior animals and disabled animals in some cases. They all have different dietary nutritional needs. So I'm not of the opinion that 100% of them should be vegan. Um, and so in some ways, I know I have to sell non-vegan products. Um, the other thing is that I have to pay rent and being in the location that I am, it's very challenging um, to consider having a 100% vegan pet store because I would really need to have the support from all my customers to be able to make that sustainable. Mm -hmm. I, I, I guess finally, you know, uh, when it comes to non-vegan products, that uh, there's such a huge range of brands and variety that in fact, there are some really poor quality pet foods and some much higher quality, hum um, what they call like uh, human grade foods that are for sure better uh, that that I, I feel better stocking in my store. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to talk about specific brands because that's what that's not what mm -hmm. this is about. But you know there are really good quality or much better quality non-vegan foods that I stock, and I will refuse to stock things that I know is terribly mm -hmm. harmful. Yeah. So that's kind of how I deal with doing what I do. Yeah. Um, so fingers crossed that the the lab meat uh, cat and dog food it comes out soon. I know Hills is working on one, and there's that uh, that company I think from Vancouver, or at least from BC, uh, that's called um, Because Animals, and they have these little cat treats that are made of like mouse meat, uh, and they they're supposed to they they actually um, show release them at a trade show, but then they're still not on the market. I think they still don't have the the ability to scale up. Yeah, I, I, I know there's lab meat uh, products. And in fact, there's also products coming out more recently that are with insects or, you know, um, they call them sustainably grown insects. And they also come out with sustainable pet food using invasive species um, like uh, Asian carp. Um, and I've tried those products in my store. And in fact, through my social media, I've put surveys out to ask my customers and not just my vegan customers, but all my customers, what do you think of these foods? Would you try it? And it was not a very good response. And I have tried putting them on my shelves and they don't do as well. And I'm not sure why that is, because I know it's growing in the uh, pet industry. But perhaps it's because my focus is more on vegan food mm -hmm. um, versus these alternative meats. Yeah. I know that my concern with insects is that the way that we treat animals is so horrible. And like insects, we don't even, we have zero value for them. And so the way that they must be bred must be, I don't know, unimaginable. So that feels, oh gosh. Anyways, let's talk about fun things. Let's talk about... <laughs> 
uh, the event that uh, you are holding, uh, the vegan, the very first vegan dog social. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, What is that, first of all? When is it? And then we'll go into some more details. So the vegan dog social is happening on Saturday, October the 15th. And we're going to get together at 11, uh, 11 a.m. at the entrance of Christie Pitts Park at the southeast corner uh, at Christie and Bloor. Um, and basically what's going to happen is that, oh, I should say, I'm sorry, let me back that up. I am not the uh, only host of this event. I am, in fact, the co-host. Bark and Mail Pet Supplies is co-hosting with Jingo Pear Deli, um, who's owned by Sinead. Uh, It's an all-vegan deli for humans. (laughs) Uh, Her shop is out on Greenwood and uh, just south of Gerard across from Greenwood Park. So together, we're hosting the Vegan Dog Social, where she will be providing the humans with some food and treats, and Barking Mouth Pet Supplies will be providing dogs with some vegan food and treats and the purpose is really just so we get to meet each other because I don't believe there has ever been a vegan dog social uh in Toronto uh gathering um all the dog gatherings in the city I have ever seen are by breed or by neighborhoods so doing what I do at Bark and Mail Pet Supplies and having met so many of us coming from all over the city and outside of the city, I knew that this was possible. And mm-hmm. also at the beginning in the intro, you told people that I do a fundraiser, annual fundraiser for free Korean dogs. Mm-hmm. And I know that many of our vegan dog customers who are going to be coming have rescue animals and likely they would be very supportive of my um uh, uh, fundraising efforts for free Korean dogs. So the Vegan Dog Social is also a fundraiser for free Korean dogs too. So we're going to get together. We're going to get some food. We're going to eat. We're going to go for a walk. And we're going to get to know each other and show the city of Toronto that vegan dogs uh, are a real thing and that it's not just, you know, the odd one. That there's, in fact, quite a few of us. and it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to meeting us in a very social environment. So does my dog have to be vegan? Do I have to be vegan to come? No, absolutely not. In fact, that's stated. The vegan dog social has an event page through Facebook. And I explicitly tell people that people and dogs do not have to be vegan, partly vegan or whatever. They just have to be very interested in this event and not, you know, there to make it a negative thing. (laughs) I think there is a lot of interest in this event, uh, more than I had anticipated. So we'll see. Um, How many people do you have signed up to attend this? A couple of days ago, I looked and there were over, at that time, over 100 people who have indicated their interest. uh, and confirm their going. That's uh, that's a lot of dogs. Now, Steve and I, we do not have dogs, but we want to show up to see all these dogs. Is that okay? Yeah, I already know there are people coming who have said they don't have dogs, and that is absolutely fine. 
you know, there is some food being given to people and some food given to dogs. So I just hope we don't run out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I also hope that it's not just, you know, a hundred of us dogless people with one person with dogs. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I hope not. You know, I, I, I want to thank you for inviting me for uh, doing this podcast and, you know, at my store. And I kind of uh, touched on this at my store. It's a lot more than food and treats. Mm-hmm. It's things like shampoos, toys, grooming supplies, uh, cleaning supplies, poop bags, clothing. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff in those areas that are earth-friendly, sustainable alternatives, non-toxic, chemical-free alternatives. And so there's a lot of stuff to be had at my store as well as my advice, because your experience is that we often just talk and people will find out that they want more than what they thought they came to my store for. So I hope, you know, people will come by, check it out, because it's a whole lot more than just vegan food. Yeah, I for sure always end up leaving with a little bit more, whether that's more stuff or more knowledge. It's it's always a good thing. Thank you so much, Charles, for coming on the show and telling us all about this. Thank you for uh, co-organizing uh, this event, and we will surely see you there. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Veg Out, Toronto's vegetarian podcast. You can listen to past episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Remember to subscribe where you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode. Thanks to Matt Judge for our theme song. And until next time, Veg Out. Oh.